Hello and welcome to National League Town, Mets fandom, Mets history, Mets life, with Long Island's own Greg Prince and Jeff Heisen. Hey, Greg. Greetings from the damp and dismal out the window, uh, south shore of Long Island, Jeff. Closing the year out, uh, the weather isn't great, but at least it's not snowing. How are you? On today's show, we're keeping it 100. Today, we will be discussing National League Town. For 101 episodes, we've talked about the Mets. On number 102, we're going to talk about us, we, me, Greg, National League Town. And this conversation will be in two parts. I hope you'll listen to both parts. But first... On December 31st, people from all over the world will gather together, put down their differences, and celebrate. They will raise a glass to the birthday of Greg W. Prince. Happy birthday, Greg. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, On behalf of Rick Aguilera and Kevin, began with the last name of K, last word of K, Kazmarek. I think that was his name. A 2018 Met of the two other December 31st Mets. Thank you. We're we're getting older here on New Year's Eve. We get older all the time, but I appreciate it. On to part one of today's two-part show. It's the last week of December, which means that National League Town has finished two seasons. We are over 100 episodes old. This is number 102. And in less than two years, we have become the number one Mets podcast as determined by us. Two years of quality Mets podcasting. Greg, two years of National League Town. Put it in the books. Kevin Kazmarski, first of all. Let's get that right. Second of all, two years. We started uh, working on this right around this time of year, maybe even a little bit before with our first test show, December of 2021. We had just enough news to uh, to chew on. And we got a feel for uh, what these Mets would be for the, for the next little while. And we keep coming back, whether anybody wanted us to or not. Sometimes uh, was throwing a microphone down and uh, listening in on Greg and Jeff having one of their Mets conversations. Other times, maybe slightly more ambitious. But here we are, 100 plus episodes. You know what this means, of course, syndication. You will have to check your local listings. I know here in the New York market. We are going to be on Channel 5 at 4.30 between the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family. So I hope you'll enjoy us in reruns. We were born during the lockout. We were here before Buck Showalter. We're still here after Buck Showalter. I didn't expect that. Over the 101 episodes so far, Greg, do you have a favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite episode. I like when we have a nice chat about the Mets, and I like when we can get together and come to some sort of uh, conclusion. I like when we we look back over Mets history. I like when we poke around uh, the the recesses, the nooks of the crannies, the uh, Thomas's English muffin aspects of Mets history. When we remember Mets who were no longer with us, when we try to think of ways to make the Mets better, we try to make think of ways to make baseball better. That's all to say, I don't have a specific favorite episode, but hopefully it's it's all been good. Let me throw out a few. One that I enjoyed very much was called Five Arms No Hitting. Do you remember that one, Greg? 
I do remember that. The Mets threw a no-hitter with five arms. We didn't plan on doing that special episode, but the no-hitter was a big moment in Mets history. So we decided to convene and record it and put it up for you that evening. Do remember the episode? I do remember the no-hitter, which is kind of funny because I've tended to forgotten that no-hitter ever happened because I was watching uh, SNY's Mets Yearbook 2022, and they did a segment on the the no-hitter. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We had a five-pitcher no-hitter. That seemed pretty, you know, it was. It was fun to do. Uh, You folks should know that Jeff wants to give you a lot more than I do <laughs> going basis. But anytime anything happens, he wants to do a special episode. And I, I generally just want to be left alone. So Jeff's generosity should not be overlooked in bringing you bonus content. That night, though, uh, we were in agreement. Uh, hey, listen, how many no-hitters do we have? Two. How many no-hitters do we have that were pitched by more than one pitcher? One. Uh, it was a nice way to get started with actual Mets baseball doing this show because that was April. So we hadn't even been at this in a season. Uh, I mean, I met season standpoint for more than a month. That season got started a little bit late. I think one of the things that really struck me thinking about 100 or so episodes and two years of doing this is one season in which, say for some stuff at the end, we couldn't have asked for a, a better Met season to tear into and to revel in and enjoy and talk about. And then the next season, we couldn't have asked for a much worse season. But that's okay because, you know, that that's part of being a fan. And, you know, we talk about Mets fandom is, is part of our identity here. Two very different animals as we've gone along. And we've been able to play off both of those. Another favorite episode of mine was on August 31st, 2022, entitled The Day of Our Dreams, a day that Greg and I talk about often. We referred to it just recently when Ken McKenzie passed away. Greg and I were at City Field together, and it was a great day, not just for the old-timers day. The Mets won the game. It felt secondary to the beauty of old-timers day, and we shared it with you on August 31st. Yeah, we have mentioned that from time to time. It still stays with me. That was the last time, the only time during this two-year period where you and I were at the same game together. So that made it extra special. All those years of asking before we had microphones in front of us, uh, why don't the Mets do an old-timers day? And they finally did. And it was everything and more uh, that we could have asked for. And it's only become more poignant. Uh, in the last 16 months because we have had to say goodbye to John Stern, said goodbye to Frank Thomas and said goodbye to Ken McKenzie, three of the Mets who were able to come to Old Timers Day to tip their cap and know that the fans thought so much of them and were thrilled to see them and they were able to see their former teammates and their compadres in uniform. And just a great Mets day, of course, topped by... The number 24 being retired that day, which I still can't believe happened. Talking about it here was, was, you know, a cherry on the icing on the cake. However, those things are baked. It was a lot of fun. The opposite of the day of our dreams was what kind of year has it been? By the way, Greg titles the episodes, and that was a clever nod to Aaron Sorkin, who ends each season of his television shows 
with that title. What kind of year has it been? October 13th ended our brief series, all too brief, unfortunately, on the Mets 2022 playoff run. A lot of raw emotions during those episodes. I think that was National League Town at its finest. Well, it wasn't the Mets at their finest, was it? <laughs> no, that was a, that was a rough series. Tried to keep a positive outlook going into that series after the division title got away, uh, after the ten and a half game lead had withered and been caught by the Braves throughout uh, the second half, even when they were playing pretty well. And the Padres caught us when we were not at our best. And you'll notice that I'm using first-person plural to refer to the Mets always the way we are here. Uh, why wouldn't we be? We know we know we don't play for the team, but we're the Mets. We you as we all are as fans. But it was those guys, the players, who lost. <laughs> let's give let's uh, put the onus on them. Listen, they gave us a, a great season in 2022. Like I said, from a National League town perspective to be able to have that kind of season as an entree to have the kinds of games we talked about, you know, that Mark Hanna game in Philadelphia, the 10, nine one, the, uh, the seven run was the top of the ninth in Philadelphia earlier in the year, the game that we came back in St. Louis and won that game. I, I always love referring to the one in the Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles, where I don't know how they got out of the 10th inning, but they did great individual performances through that season. Uh, you know, it's always going to be a Rorschach test for Mets fans. What 2022 was, you know, was it that just joy ride through most of the regular season, the, the lead we got out to, because, you know, you, despite what happened with the Braves at the very end of the schedule, we were never not going to the playoffs and that still means something. And there were great, I said it, I'll say it again, individual performances, Edwin Diaz and Francisco Lindor and Brandon Nimmo and Pete Alonso. And yes, champion of batting. Jeff likes it when I say that. Champion of batting, Jeff McNeil and dozens of snapshots that stay with me. And one of them was going on about it here. So to have that and even to guess, even though it was only three games, uh, which meant that if there weren't going to be any more than that, it meant the postseason was over. That's the way it goes. I think we've seen these last two years of postseason baseball, one that involved the Mets briefly, one that didn't involve the Mets at all. Just what a dicey proposition it can be for very good teams. With a little bit of distance, I can't take it as an utter indictment of, of the 2022 New York Mets. It was disappointing. Quite frankly, it was more disappointing that we we let the Braves catch us, even though they're they're a very good team too. Unfortunately, yeah, I guess the emotions are still. I don't know if they're they're not raw anymore, but they remain in flux a little bit. But but again, that's also part of Mets fandom. You you sit around in your quiet moments and you think about these things, and you you lay awake at night and you think about these things. We talked about that a few weeks ago when I asked Jeff, uh, you know, what 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 postseason Mets team would would you push into a, a third world championship if you couldn't. It's not easy to say because you kind of want to replay all kinds of games and all kinds of series in your mind. Yeah, I'll just say it again. It was, it was to, to get a playoff team for the first year that we did this, it was, it was uh, greatly appreciated. So uh, again, if I haven't said it lately, thank you, 2022 Mets. I want to 
tell our listeners our origin story. And in doing so, I can thank some people. This is the way I remember the origin of National League Town. And it begins with my wife, Susan Heisen. Susan heard me listening to a Mets podcast, and Greg was the guest. Greg has been a guest on numerous Mets podcasts. And Susan asked me, why doesn't Greg have his own podcast? She didn't ask, why don't you have a Mets podcast? She asked, why doesn't Greg have a Mets podcast? And I, I said, I don't know. I'll ask him. He said, I don't want one. Then a month goes by. Susan hears me listening to another Mets podcast. She doesn't say, will you use earphones already? She asks, maybe Greg wants to do a podcast with you. I said, I don't know. I'll ask him. So he said no. And then a few days later, he came back and said, yes, but it's going to be called National League Town. And I want it to be a podcast that I would listen to. By that, he meant not a lot of speculation or trade talk, emphasis on history. I was all for that. And I love the name National League Town. I think National League Town is a great name. And I agreed to that. So thank you, Susan. From there, I asked, how do I get the conversation into a podcast and get it out to you? Well, first, I spoke with my son, Dylan Heisen, who has his own podcast. It's called Overly Animated. It's a podcast about animated television and movies. So I talked to Dylan about how to put a podcast together. And if you notice at the beginning of every episode, I say, hello and welcome to National League Town. That's a nod to my son, Dylan, who begins his podcast with Hello and Welcome to Overly Animated. I also talked to Tom Myers. I'm a regular panelist on Tom Myers' podcast, Tom Myers versus the Rest of the World. It's a political podcast with comedians. Myers is spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Tom is the host. He has panelists. I'm on almost every episode. So I talked to Tom about how to put a podcast together. So my thanks to Dylan and Tom. From there, the important stuff, music and a logo. I spoke to my brother, Lyle Heisen. Lyle is a talented drummer. You hear his drum fills in many of our episodes. He's with two bands, the Royal Arctic Institute and Das Damen. I asked Lyle if we could use the Royal Arctic Institute's music as the intro for our show. He said, yes. I said, you know, we're not going to pay you. He said, it's still fine. So thank you, Lyle. Thank you to the Royal Arctic Institute. And if you want to know the songs we use for about a year and a half, I alternated between Barack's Mic Drop and Do the Kuchar, K-U-C-H-A-R. Over the last few months, I've just used Do the Kuchar. So if you want to find their music on any streaming service, feel free. I also wanted a logo, and John Newcomer made the logo for us. Lyle referred me to his colleague, John Newcomer, who's a Phillies fan. John made the logo in about a half hour. He sent it to me. I said, it's great. He goes, really? I said, it's great. I sent it to Greg. Greg said, it's great. My thanks to Lyle and John Newcomer. Greg, do I have this right? Close enough. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm going to go into a uh, Felix and Oscar remember it differently. And uh, <laughs> you should get down your knees and, <laughs> and thank your maker for a friend like Felix. Yeah, I never had any desire to do this on, on my own. You had asked uh, both out of what seemed to be a supportive curiosity 
And then you brought it to uh, the table as something we could do together. And that sounded like more fun. And yeah, you're the one who put all of this together. I just showed up and that's fine. I appreciate that everybody uh, who, who you just described uh, did what they did to help bring it to fruition. I'm going to use an example I used when we were both on somebody else's podcast. And I don't know if uh, you would necessarily agree with this, but this was shortly after John Madden had passed away. I remember reading about, I uh, can't remember his name now, so I'm, I'm not even going to try. But the, the man who drove his, the Madden Cruiser, and it was clear, like, yes, John Madden was the guy in the commercials and on the air and got all the attention. But it was this other guy who made sure John Madden got where he was going. And I'm not equating myself to John Madden by any means. But, uh, you know, you, you've driven this bus, put us on the highway, and all kinds of other uh, forward motion metaphors uh, that I do not have at my fingertips right now. If I was of a mind to say, boy, it would sure be great to do a podcast with Jeff, and I'd probably just keep it to myself, because that's sort of how I, I get through life, uh, thinking about things and not necessarily acting on them. This was a turnoff from the road I was usually on, and uh, a little bit of a detour, and for the most part, a very fun detour. So th so thank you for paving the way and uh, not putting up uh, too many stop signs. I don't know, I'm running out of uh, metaphors here. But uh, what, you, what you describe is, is close enough to reality that it matches my, my vague sense of uh, how we got going. Thank you, Greg. And now on to part two. At the end of this episode, National League Town will be going on an indefinite hiatus. We're taking a break. We were on a break. We're putting a pin in National League Town. We're going on an indefinite sabbatical. One of the conceits of the show is two friends talking about the Mets. Don't worry, that won't change. We just won't be hitting the record button. But after today, we're going on an indefinite break. We've made it all the way through two seasons, uh, for the most part, every week, uh, with a, a little bit of uh, wiggle room when life demanded it. Sometimes I feel like I've been coming over to Jeff's house after school once a week to play podcast, <laughs> and it's fun. But sometimes you also say, listen, I've got some other things to do, and maybe you've got some other things to do. The Mets have some things to do as well. I get the feeling we, we wouldn't be uh, stepping back if the Mets at this moment were a little more compelling <laughs> heading into 2024. But right now, uh, we're going to let them sort themselves out. We, we will still be paying attention. I'm still writing and hope to be writing more. We're both, uh, to a certain degree, creatures of social media. So we're, we're around. You, you hopefully uh, have, have our addresses. We, we wanted to uh, get past 100 in December. I know uh, some podcasts put a pause on things uh, around the holidays. We kept going. And why not? I mean, it's the Mets and uh, it's the two of us. So we're happy to do it. If you need a, a Met opinion beyond your own, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. But uh, you'll, you'll probably uh, be fine. And uh, again, the, the, the phrase I just heard was indefinite, uh, which is to say February spring training will be here soon enough. And we'll see what happens. Again, that doesn't mean we won't be back. We just don't know if Steve moves the team to Brooklyn, 
will definitely come back. If the Mets trade for Mike Trout, will definitely be back. I'm going to Florida f- for much of spring training. If you're going to a game and I happen to be at that game, I won't be at every game. It's too expensive. If you're going to a Mets spring training game, write to me at nationalleaguetown at gmail.com and maybe we'll say hi. And if I see something, maybe I'll want to to talk to you about it and resurrect the podcast. So again, it's an indefinite hiatus. If you ever saw the movie, The Commitments, uh, they were the gorillas of rock and roll. And uh, we are the gorillas met podcast. You never know where we're going to strike next, uh, except it had to be made clear in the movie that it should have been spelled G-U-E, gorillas, <laughs> not gorillas, like make it look a roll. We're here. We're around. It's frustrated me that we've only had one advertiser on the show. It feels like we're the only podcast in the world which is not sponsored by DraftKings or FanDuel. And the show operates at a deficit, not that we're in it to make money, but having an advertiser would be nice. We did have one, one, and that's the Mike Stoneman series of crime thrillers. We thank author Kevin G. Chapman for sponsoring the show. Greg and I wrote four commercials for the Mike Stoneman series, and they were presented by the NLT players, and here is one of them. Hey, Greg, I didn't know you started playing fantasy baseball. Jeff, what are you talking about? This roster of players you left in the studio. Dom Smith, Noah Syndergaard, Todd Frazier, Lenny Dykstra. What kind of league is this? You do know that Frazier and Dykstra are retired. Jeff, that's not a fantasy roster. Those are some of the New York Mets past and present who make appearances throughout the Mike Stoneman thrillers. Kevin G. Chapman's gripping series of crime dramas written in the best tradition of the Harry Bosch novels. Kevin is a Mets fan who writes about NYPD detective Mike Stoneman, so he made Mike a Mets fan too. That's why Kevin's books are so rewarding for Mets fans like us. Detective Stoneman has a knack for running into Dom, into Thor, even into Nails. Uh Uh-oh, is Lenny Dykstra in trouble with the law again? I'm not giving anything away. Mets fans can explore the Mike Stoneman thriller series by Kevin G. Chapman on Amazon or at www.kevingchapman.com. Each title is available in ebook, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook formats. Solve the case of your missing Mike Stoneman thriller today. Kevin Chapman put us in his next book, Dead Winner, in which two detectives were sitting in a car on a stakeout. One of them was listening to National League Town. Kevin mentioned us by name, which was a thrill. So thank you, Kevin. His next book, The Other Murder, will be available on February 29th, 2024. Here, here. Uh, read Kevin Chapman uh, if you're into that genre, even if you aren't into that genre. Read Kevin Chapman, a uh, great supporter of National League Town and a great fan of Mets baseball. What else do you need to know? And we don't want to forget to thank our listeners, all of you. Some of you are Sharon Chapman, Dave Metz Outsider, Mets in Stitches, Patty Graham. Jeff Cohn, Steve J. Rogers, Mark Simon, Kevin Connell, Jonathan Warmflash, and Mike Skall, who I don't know, but I made an appearance on a Survivor video podcast, not Survivor the Band, Survivor the Reality Show. And in the comments on YouTube, Mike Skall saw me and he wrote in the comments, 
that's Jeff Heisen from National League Town. That was a thrill. I'm not used to being recognized. If you go to a Mets game with Greg, he's recognized often. That was that was unusual for me. So thank you, Mike. Thank you to all of our listeners. Yeah, those of you who we do know, those of you who we don't know, uh, those of you who aren't listening right now, because maybe you listened when we first came on and uh, we, we bludgeoned you to listen and you said, that's nice. And you kind of forgot about us. That's okay, too. I understand how that is. I'm a podcast listener. I listen to dozens of podcasts, sometimes not the week they come out. Uh, there are podcasts I listen to whose episodes from 2019 I'm listening to right now. Uh, perhaps you'll tell somebody, hey, remember that thing those guys, uh, or you'll think to yourself, remember that thing those guys did about their, their favorite baseball movies or the, the best utility infielders or whatever you should Give it a try. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to attempt to add on to the honor roll of, uh, of listeners that Jeff just read because I'll leave somebody out. But if you've ever told me in any medium, whether it was, you know, a, a, a passing a note on uh, Twitter or Facebook or, or you mentioned an email to me or you came up to me somewhere and said something about it, uh, know that it's appreciated. Know that, uh, you know, any commitment you make to people who are trying to share things with you is truly appreciated. I do this. I've done this because I like talking to Jeff and I like Jeff talking to me and we like talking to you. We like talking to Mets fans. One of our mutual favorite broadcasters, Keith Olbermann, did something a while back on his podcast talking about the need to never say all of you out there, something like that. He had a professor uh, who worked in in broadcasting who said, you know, oh, you're, you're always talking to one person. That's what you should be thinking because people aren't listening together. And uh, it, it's pointless to say uh, greetings, everybody. Well, I, I don't I don't agree with that necessarily. It works for Keith Olbermann. Who, who am I to uh, say he shouldn't think that way? But we, we know that there's more than uh than us as Mets fans. Uh, we know that the Mets are an ongoing enterprise that has inspired 60 plus years of passion. And we try to reflect that. We try to express it honestly and without too much shtick. For the most part, if you hear anything that sounds sticky, it's honest. It's the way we are. And uh, we figure if, if you're out there and, and you're st- you've stayed tuned, uh, you've been on the same wavelength as us. If, if that's a phrase that is still used, I'm not sure. Again, thank you, uh, everybody who's uh, who's played a role in making us feel that this was something worth doing. Besides, you know, the enjoyment we get from talking to each other, knowing that you're out there and and maybe processing a little bit of what we're saying. For all we know, you're watching a game, and something happens. You say, "Oh yeah," it's sort of like what Greg and Jeff were talking about. Uh, or something that just flits through your mind in the course of, of a day. Say, oh, yeah, National League Town, weren't they talking about this? Or vice versa. National League Town, it was, just occurred to me, <laughs> they said. Or, you know what, we just kept you company for, for 45 minutes on some random Thursday, and then you, you went on with your day. Being a Mets fan, but also moving on to your next podcast or whatever the heck you were doing. We appreciate that, too. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time creating content is a phrase that I didn't know in 2005 when I began blog, but apparently that's what I do. And 
uh, whether it's written or whether it's spoken. You hope that somebody is consuming the content and it, it does your heart good to know they are. I would just like, like to add from the, the, uh, the craft of doing this, the one thing I've really come to appreciate is the art of talking and being able to say what you're thinking and get your thoughts together and put it out there in a way that can be understood. I have so much more appreciation for those who are really good at doing it probably than I did uh, two years ago, because I'm often groping for the right word. I'm often groping for the right fact. Sometimes I have the uh, the benefit of while Jeff's talking, I can quickly look something up and correct myself or find what it is I'm groping for. Uh, occasionally, when I when I dare to listen to myself talk on this podcast, I notice how much slower I talk than in real life. Not not when I'm reading something I've written. I have to slow down when I'm doing that. That that has been a, an, another uh, exercise that's been interesting to me. But just the idea of having the luxury when you're writing of putting together your thoughts in a seamless way, which is you know you're constantly backspacing and deleting and starting over. But you don't know that because you, the reader, are just reading what is written. Uh, here, for the most part, uh, you know, we're not beyond pausing and starting over once in a while if, if we, we fumfer on something. But for the most part, we're talking. I can't believe how many times I've just sort of slipped on words, slurred on words, forgotten a name, forgotten a fact, uh, things that I know I know. But in the moment that you're talking, uh, it's not that easy. So it, it has allowed me, as I listen to others in, in whatever medium, in whatever spoken medium, I say, okay, uh, yeah, they should have known that. Uh, how how could have he not known that so-and-so did such-and-such such on the Mets in 19-whenever? Uh, I realize now that sometimes your brain gets ahead of your mouth, your mouth gets ahead of your brain, and it takes a lot if this is what you want to do primarily. And for someone who was just kind of try, trying it on and trying it out, whatever comes out as intended is a miracle. <laughs> I think uh, some of it is just is just talk, and that's nice too. It's nice when when you know we talk to each other as Mets fans. I don't just mean Jeff and me. I just mean in general. So I've learned a few things. I you know not not from a uh, a practical standpoint maybe, but just about how things work. You have been kind enough, dear listener, uh, singular or plural, to be an audience for that, uh, which you didn't have to be. But I, I hope it has been enlightening, entertaining, informative, and I hope it's been Metsy as hell, quite frankly, because, uh, you know, again, we're Mets fans. And if you're listening to this, chances are you're a Mets fan, too. It really is fun to talk about the Mets with Mets fans. And it's also fun to talk about baseball in a more at-large sense and occasionally dabble in the other teams and other games. And, and I've enjoyed when, when we've kind of stepped aside and say, let's talk about Dodgers and Giants and Rockies, and let's talk about Twins and Tigers and Royals. But it always kind of relates back to our experience as Mets fans, saying it out loud and hopefully pronouncing it right and getting it right, not going on too long, which is what I also do. So I will... Uh, uh, I will ease it into the driveway now and say just thank you. And it's been a pleasure doing something that our listeners can't, which is to watch you process Mets facts and figures and dates in real time. If this was a movie, 
we would add as you're thinking words, we would have numbers, we would have mathematical equations flowing out of your beautiful mm. Mets brain. But it's been a pleasure watching that. So well done, my friend. So to, to co-opt another uh, phrase from uh, the commitments, a uh, woman who was in, in a church uh, cleaning out the many candles that are lit. Uh, she said, if you didn't do it, if you didn't do it for the Lord, who would you do it for? Well, if you didn't do it for the Mets, who would I do it for? Uh, and that'll do it for this episode of National League Town. We thank you for listening. Best wishes to you and your families for a happy and healthy new year. I'm Jeff Heisen. I'm Greg Prince. And as always, let's, let's go, go Mets. Mets. Copyright 2023, music provided by the Royal Arctic Institute. Their latest album, From Coma to Catharsis, is now available on vinyl. For more information and tour dates, check them out on Bandcamp. 